talk to you all about as we're kind of wrapping up today is, is a new opportunity that our church is starting that I've mentioned to you all a few times and we're still working out the details on. Uh, and it's our partnership with J.J. Harris Elementary School. Um, you know, my mom was a teacher. She retired a few years ago. She taught mostly music uh, throughout her career at a few different schools. But for several years, she also taught like social studies and geography for, for middle school, junior high age uh, kids. I was quite literally in school before I was born. Um, I, on our um, on Facebook, there's a, an alumni group that where they post old pictures. And this picture from my mom popped up, and it was probably right after I was born. And I was like, wow, that's that was my mom when, when I was there. And I, was, I remember it, the school I went to was a K-12 through school. It was a public school. But it meant that I was at one end of the hall, and my mom was in the middle of the building and, and all that. And so it was just really neat to, to grow up in, in that type of situation where um, I went to a few different schools, but I started in kindergarten, and I graduated from the same school. Uh, and, and even now, that school is now broken up where it's not like that. But it's just really neat. School's been a big part of my life. Um, and I saw my mom's hard work. Um, you know, my mom was exhausted a lot of times when she came home because teaching music all day long, you know, as I got into high school and college and I'd go sit in her classroom, I'm like, no wonder she's exhausted when she gets home. She's been, you know, there were times where over the course of two weeks, she'd have 2,000 kids come through her music room. It was just incredible. And so I saw that, that her hard work, and I saw that, uh, especially for like arts and stuff, it's just a lack of appreciation for teachers. It, it, it kind of goes across the board, but really for those, there was a time where her classroom was the field house, like a cinder block building away from the rest of the school. She had a piano and a boom box, and she's supposed to teach people about music. And you're like, really? So... Um, so I saw all those things, and she was involved with the, the local teachers' union, and there was a big push to try to get extra funding for schools, and people voted it down, and it was just heartbreaking uh, for that. But, and, you know, and, and, that, and then we see, like, in that school where I went, it was K through 12, um, when I was in high school, somebody burned our school down. And it was like you just ripped the heart out of our community because that was, that was the community in this rural town, or not even really a town, um, so we saw that, you know, so school's been a huge part of my life, and I'm sure same thing for y'all. Um, there's a lady that J.J. Harris is named after, Judiah Jackson Harris. She started schools in the rural part of Clark County for African Americans who lived in the area. This was over 100 years ago, starting around 1903. Uh, the first school was on Danielsville Highway, uh, which is out toward where I live, if you've ever been out to my house. Um, if you go from downtown, it's up. Uh, go north up North Avenue is there. Um, but but Miss uh, Harris, she graduated from Atlanta University at 19 years old, and she did some of her postgraduate work at Harvard, University of Chicago, University of Pennsylvania. You know, she was no slouch when it came to academics. Uh, and throughout her career, she was well-known as an educator. She received multiple awards and honors for that. She was also active in promoting land ownership that uh, among the African-American community that they promoting that they should own land, uh, but she was also involved in some political things and economic and religious causes as well. And this part of Athens-Clark County, like I said, it's toward uh, Danielsville. If you've been out toward our house, you know that's right in the heart of it. That area now is really the center of one of the big Latino populations in our area. Uh, and you see this um, 
It's probably most visible in some of the mobile home communities like uh, Country Corners and Highland Greens and things like that. You'll see several businesses and churches uh, that are part of that community. So this school was right here in the middle of that. Uh, J.J. Harris was started back in 2009, and I think that's right, 2009. They have about 50 teachers, um, but then they also have almost that many staff and interns and student teachers um, because uh, J.J. Harris is a professional development school, which means that there's a lot, there's an above average number of student teachers that are there. They also have a UGA professor in residence who's half of his time is devoted to being in that school, working with teachers, working with student teachers, things like that. Uh, they have uh, around 550, 600 students. That number fluctuates a lot for a few different reasons. About two-thirds of the student population is Hispanic, and about a little less than a third is African American, and then about 6% white, about 2% multiracial. So the majority of that student population is uh, Hispanic. And a lot of this, uh, one of the things that they see is that the children are awfully, are usually bilingual, very good at English. Their parents, not so much. And so that can create some, it's hard for them to engage with the school. But what we see in this community overall, Athens is an area of high poverty. You, you, if you've been here any length of time, you know that. And this is certainly seen in this community as well. There's high rates of poverty. There's high rates of food insecurity. A lot of these kids get their main meals at school. And so when I was first trying to touch base with the guidance counselor, it was back before the Christmas break, and he says, I was just swamped trying to make sure that these kids would have something to eat during the break. And I was like, man, you, you know, that's, that's a big deal. And then around that same time, there was a lot of uh, immigration actions going on to where parents were being uh, put into custody and deported, and so kids were not coming to school because they didn't want to be gone when their parents were taken. Because a lot of times these kids, they're U.S. citizens, so if their parents are taken away, they're put into state custody or a family member who's not really uh, able to take care of them. So that was going on, and they, they kind of, it was, they're like, oh, we think they're going to be coming today, so kids would stay home. It's just a really tough situation that these kids are in. And, and added to some of these areas, because of the poverty, because of things like that, there are also some high crime areas. If you drive out toward our house, you probably see a couple of the neighborhoods where, you, if you've never been to our house before, you're like, where are we going? Um, but it, um, it, you know, there was a murder right down the street, I think, last year from our house. And um, so this is a high crime area, even though Athens is not really known as a, as a high crime community. But this school is right there in the middle of it, and this is an awesome school. Um, the school administration has a big desire that this school would be a community center for, their, for that area. Um, they want to open their doors to the community and help their students be more integrated into the community. And, you know, obviously our church values education. You know, a lot of us are in school. A lot of, you know, probably have a higher per capita group of people with advanced degrees in the room at the moment. And so you, obviously education is important. And that starts before a kid ever gets to school, you know, that we're, we're constantly teaching them and that we're raising them up the best way that we can. And there's been some difficult stories in the school system over the past couple of weeks. Um, and I'm sure those of you who keep up with the schools have, have been seeing those. But education 
has the, can change the direction of these kids' lives. It really can. That's how you, you change these generational effects year after year. So what is the role our church is going to play in that? Well, what, our, what, our, what we hope to do is to support and encourage the teachers and the staff and the families of J.J. Harris, of this community. That's what we see that we can do. I met with the guidance counselor a couple of months ago, and they've had churches that have sponsored them in the past and they're not able to do it now. And so I was like, well, what was meaningful to you? What was most helpful to you? And we talked through those things. And one of the things that I mentioned that because a lot of the parents don't speak English, um, that they really have a need for translators during their parent-teacher conferences. And for a church our size, we are uniquely equipped to be able to help, help in that. I think I have probably five, six people already committed to do this. We're just working out the schedule. Um, and those just from folks within our church, knowing that if we needed more, we could probably reach out and find a few more people to do that. So that's probably going to be one way that we do that. And, uh, you know, we have several teachers that are in our church. And one of the things that they have to do during those parent-teacher conferences is one of the days they go well into the evening and one of the things that was mentioned is like, it'd be great if we had some food for the teachers who are stuck there from 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning until 7, 8 o'clock at night on that day. So we're going to try to do that. We're still working out the details on it. And then that's going to be kind of our first thing, and that's going to be coming up in about a month. It's, uh, I think, the third week of March. But then uh, beyond that, we want to be able to help supply uh, school supplies and other things as an encouragement to the teachers, but also to support the students because... The teachers can tell you that almost all of them spend money out of their own pocket to provide the supplies for their kids because the school doesn't give them enough money for it, and a lot of times the families don't have the money to buy all the things that they need. So as those needs come up and we're able to address them, we're going to try to do that. One of the things that that we see in Scripture that really taught, I think probably the closest one that talks about education is from Proverbs, and it's the beginning of the book of Proverbs. Um, And it starts out, it says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to discern the sayings of understanding, to receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the naive, to the youth knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. To understand a proverb and a figure, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Indeed, they are a graceful reef to your head and ornaments about your neck. See, even here, it's the education that leads to wisdom. You know, you can have a lot of knowledge and not really be wise, but that education is that first step to wisdom. And so as we, you know, we see that Jesus loves children. He brought them into himself, and when his disciples tried to keep them away, he rebuked them and said, no, you need to be like the kids. And so we see that, you know, that, and we want to reflect that love to these kids. But then... And we also need to know that those that educate our children deserve our highest respect and support because they have a hard job and everything 
that weighs on them from every different angle. And then they're supposed to pour their life and their heart into these kids. And that's hard. That's really hard. As someone who grew up in the household of a teacher, that's really hard. And so we want to support them in any way that we can. So I ask you just to keep your eyes open and ears open for details as that come out. Um, I'm still working on getting a good line of communication with them just because they're all swamped. It's just really busy. Um, But just to make sure that we can be there, be the support that they need us to be. And, you know, it's not like we're going to be able to stand there and witness to the kids as they're getting off the bus or anything like that. But those teachers will know who we are and that we care about them. And that can be a big open door right there, Um, you know. So we're going to pray for that opportunity. So I'm going to pray for us uh, along this, and then Rachel's going to come and share a little bit about Tanzania. Uh, But let me pray for us throughout and pray for the the folks at J.J. Harris. Lord, we're thankful that during the time that you walked this earth, Lord, that you welcome children to you. And we see in your word that you value instruction and knowledge. And knowledge, as we read in Proverbs, from a father and a mother to their son. But even as that extends to the teachers that would train up them, and we know that in the Jewish culture, education was so important. And Lord, we know that you were likely taught by some great teachers. And so, Lord, we want to encourage the teachers that are a part of our community. And, Lord, we can't uh, do it for all of Clark County. But, Lord, we want to take this school, J.J. Harris, that is in the middle of such an important community that has some really big needs, and to love on them and to support them and show them the kind of love that you have for us. So, Lord, give us wisdom in how to do that. Uh, Lord, give us the, the right open doors for that. Help us to have favor with the, the administration and the teachers there who have been um, very open to us so far. And Lord, we just pray that that would continue. I pray specifically for the parent-teacher conferences coming up in a few weeks. Lord, that through those times that uh, as our people were there helping out, uh, whether through translating or providing food or, or whatever else comes up, that they will see your love in us that we will be a good testimony to who you are and reflect who you are to them. And Lord, we pray for this community, Lord. We, we know that it has great needs, Lord. And however you want this school and this church to be a part of uh, being a positive influence there, Lord, help us to see that. We're working out your gospel as we care for the, the educational and physical needs of these folks, but also showing your great love for them to, and helping to show their spiritual love.